customers are rushing to your store. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a mm, real POS? You need Shopify for retail. Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. With Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into the one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's POS Go mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash theathletic, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash theathletic to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash theathletic. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show. We have a very special guest. You saw him on College Game Day last year. You saw him winning a game that got put together in 72 hours. Jamie Chadwell from Coastal Carolina. He's already done with spring practice. That's how ahead of the curve Jamie Chadwell is. The rest of you are planning your spring practices. He's done. So, how, Coach, how, how was spring practice? <laughs> You know what? It was a little colder than normal, uh, and so, but uh, it was actually pretty good. You know, we, we we do go early typically. I went I went a lot earlier this year because I was uh, our our university pushed our spring break back, and I was worried that uh, once we got to spring break, they might not bring our players back, and so uh, I wanted to make sure we could get that spring in again. And uh, I thought it was beneficial for us last year, and also get our lifting in. So, but it's it's been good, and we're enjoying the nice weather now. You know, we don't have to practice, and uh, I think our guys coaches are getting their golf games going. Hey, well, you got old players. This is not a lot of teaching that has to be done. So basically, you guys lost two players to the NFL, and just about everybody else, because they were allowed to come back, came back. So how veteran a team are we talking about here? Well, you know, on paper, we're going to have 20 or 22 starters back, and the majority of those will be uh, juniors or higher, uh, obviously with the, the super seniors. So we, we're, we're, we are bringing back a lot of people that have played a lot of football. Uh, and the thing that I'm excited about is that, but I, I do think our younger players, um, the ones that are freshmen, retro freshmen, sophomores, there's a lot of talent there that I think uh, will have opportunities to uh, let that shine through this year. And that during spring, that's really what we did is try to see who was going to be able to help us fill, maybe fill some needs here or there, be a change up, whatever it may be. Uh, and uh, I, I'm excited about their development, what they're doing. Well, speaking of young players, I, I was scrolling through Twitter right before we got started and saw a couple guys saying that they'd, they'd recently gotten offers from you guys. I, I'm curious when, when yeah, obviously you still can't bring people to campus for recruiting, but you got this huge bump in, in notoriety. I mean, people who had never seen Coastal Carolina play football before either saw you guys beat Kansas last year or they, they watched the Louisiana game in prime time or they watched the BYU game or saw you on game day. How many doors does that open when you're either calling a high school coach or, or calling a recruit and saying, hey, we'd like you to consider us? 
It, it's been it's been tremendous. You know, during the season, most of our twenty class or twenty one class was done. You know, for the most part, and so you didn't really see a you know a bump there. But now, uh, with the twenty twos, our, our name recognition gets us in the door there for a long time. You know, you'd have to explain where you're at and what conference, all those things. And not only for us, but I think our Sun Belt, I think the conference really took a step up as well last year from just a, a national recognition. And uh, it's been, uh, it's been, it's fun to be a part of because, you know, you work hard in recruiting and you're trying to get the very best players and fit. And now uh, because of being more recognized, that it makes it easier to get in there. Doesn't make it any easier to get them still, you know, still, right. But at least we're at least we're in it now. You know, you always felt like you were always behind because you had to try to explain who you were. And now that name recognition is such where, hey, oh yeah, I saw you. They they can share. I've had we've had a couple. I had I had a quarterback that we love, who who is a really good player. He's like, hey, coach, I watched every game y'all played last year. Wow, that doesn't happen. You know, and so and and that's just that's more than just him has said that. You know, and so that's been that's been. Uh, big for us and you know and as we continue to try to develop our program so you've been at a bunch of places where you've had to explain hey here's who we are uh north greenville i don't, I don't think there's a lot of people outside the state of south carolina that, that know where that is uh charleston southern Tiger Bill. Where Char- that's Tiger right Bill. that's right charleston southern everybody knows where charleston is yeah. but it, 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 how how often did you get college of charleston they have football or or the citadel or how, how often did you get that you got that quite a bit because you had to explain, you know, they, they, they heard Charleston and then they didn't, you know, some people think Charleston, West Virginia, and then you put the Southern in there and you're trying to figure out where the Southern came from because we're technically, we were actually in North Charleston. I was going to say you were in North Charleston. Yeah, we were in right. North Charleston. So, uh, you know, and, and, and so that's part of it, you know, really explaining what you're, you know, part of it. But I, you know what, I think that the, it gave us a lot of experience on, on how to build a program when you don't have a lot of that recognition, what you have to do to try to do it. Uh, and so th- those, uh, I believe all those journeys or all those stops along the journey were beneficial to, you know, where we're at right now. Well, so I, I wanted to, to talk to you about how, how you wound up getting where you are, because you, you replaced a guy named Joe Moglia, who, you know, for those who, who follow college football closely, they know this is the guy who he, former CEO of Ameritrade, uh, when he stepped out of the business world, he volunteered at, at Nebraska and, and kind of learned the ropes of the modern game and then wound up taking over the program at coastal. He decides, okay, I, I may not have much longer here brings you on as the OC. You're, you're going to become the head coach, but how was it that, that he determined you were the guy that, that he wanted succeeding him? You know, uh, the, the thing that I can, here, here's a crazy story. One, we, you know, we were competitors obviously when, and, uh, Charleston Southern. Cause you were in the same league before they we're were in the same FBS league. We're in the Coastal, big South yeah. and, and we're obviously a, should be a natural rivalry because we're close. We're two hours from each other, but we really hadn't beat them, you know, tons. Uh, and then, uh, we were able to take over at Charleston Southern and he was here in his heyday at Coastal where they were, you know, where they were top five, number one in the country. And we were able to beat them three out of four years. And I, one, I think uh, he saw what we had or maybe what we didn't have there and knew what he had here. And, and I think he felt like because uh, Coach Mogu is, is very uh, – he's calculated, he's detailed, he goes in and, and he wants to – he's very big on what he wants his program to look like. And I think we shared, you know, obviously similar philosophies. And, and we got to know each other through meetings and stuff. But a great story about it, we're playing them in 2015 for uh, to be first in the conference, really to win the conference on Halloween night. Uh, and um, I remember vividly, we, we're having – 
visitors, you know, recruits come today to the game. And at Charleston Southern, we didn't have really room for, we didn't have a building for them to sit in. So they're sitting in the stands. Well, lo and behold, Coach Mowgli is in the stands with the, with the recruits above, just listening to our whole recruiting pitch. Was he, he was reading a book or something, I knew, right? I, I knew he was up there, you know, because <laughs> I saw him. And I, I told one of our coaches, I said, should I ask him to leave or, or, or what? You know, and, and I didn't. And he sat there and listened to it. And, and he jokes with me today. He goes, hey, I was going to ask a question and say, hey, this is the place y'all need to come except Coastal Carolina. That's what he, he said. That was the joke he was going to use. Uh, but he sat in there and, and uh, you know, and we uh, he's uh, he's been, you know, tremendous. And I think I think he, you know, valued what we did there and, and uh, fortunate enough for him to, you know, believe in us enough to say, hey, I want you to be a part of this and learn from him, which I did, and try to carry on the legacy that he left. I'm glad you didn't throw him out. It could have been completely different. You know, I could have. Hey, what are you doing here? Get out! Here. So, uh, th- thankfully, I had uh, I had to calm this. And, you know, because typically, sometimes you got the opposing coach over there. And but it was, you know, but if now knowing him a lot more and who he was, you know, then I knew him, but not not as well as I do now. That's exactly him. You know, he he tries to find before games. You know, he tries to find a spot to go read a book and do some different things of this nature, just to try to get his mind off of game for a little while until it. And, uh, and, uh, so it was, uh, that was an interesting day for sure. And our coaches were poking me and saying, Hey, should we do this? Should you tell him? Let's just roll with it. <laughs> we'll be right back after these words. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. You've got this offense, and we had a really detailed breakdown of the offense at the Athletic this week, explaining you know how you guys have succeeded and, and what you guys do. But this is the the interesting thing I always get because when when I bring up the option to anybody, it's one of two things. Football guys love the option just because they know how hard it is to stop. But athletic director types are like, oh, right, but the option doesn't sell tickets. You can't. It's not good on TV. It doesn't it doesn't look good. You run the option, but you run it out of the shotgun. You throw the ball. You know, how, how is it that you guys have managed to make the option look like fun and, and be as much fun as it is to actually play it if you're running just a more standard triple option under center? Well, you know, that was part of the reason, uh, and I say we created, I don't know if we created it or not, but you, you steal from other people, but you try to make it your own, you know, and, and I was a former quarterback, not a good one, but I was a former quarterback and, and you know, as quarterbacks, you'd love to throw the ball. But also I knew as a head coach, Hey, how can we give ourselves a chance uh, to win games each, each and every Saturday, but also still be able to bring in who we feel like are, are, are top players that want to be a part of what we're doing and, and, and can showcase their talents. Uh, and it started out of necessity. You know, you mentioned, you know, North Greenwood, all those places. I, we had 17 scholarships there in a 36 scholarship league. And so 
to line up and do whatever, it wasn't going to work. And so you had to you had to do something different to give yourselves a chance. And then Charleston Southern, we had a 54 scholarships and 63 scholarship league. And so as you try to move, you start thinking, hey, I, I've got to do things to try to overcome that gap. Uh, and then now that we're, you know, now that we're here, we've continued to evolve it to where, hey, we're, we are, we do have 85 like everybody else. And you can try. And so how, how can I have it evolve, still keep those principles and still people make them have to defend what we're doing and all those things. And also put our five, nine centers and all those people and give them a chance. That's exactly Sammy Thompson. Right. Exactly. Give them a chance to block people, but still give them opportunities to succeed, but also have fun, be explosive, do the things that, uh, you, you know, you see a lot of other people doing. And, and we try to evolve with whether it's RPOs or whatever it may be, but also we're never going to lose sight of the principles that we have to that give ourselves a chance. And, and so we try to be creative. We can each week, but at the end of the day, you know what, we go back to, all right, this guy here, pretty, our tight end is pretty good. How do we get him the ball? You know, right. here's pretty good. How? And then we try to, you know, create it around what our base identity wants to be. And, and, and then I think you saw it when we had a quarterback, obviously it's really good, but then you could saw how, how open, how exciting, how explosive it can be. But also, if you look at the BYU game, you know, I share this all the time, BYU game, we had to run the ball to try to win it and keep keep their quarterback off the field. We, we threw the ball a total of 85 yards that game, and we but we held the ball 36 or almost 40 minutes. Then the next mm-hmm. game for 321 yards, you know, versus Troy. So that's the beauty of it. We're not married to one little deal. If they can't run it, they can't, they can't score. Um, that's how we've tried to evolve with it. Well, and, and you also have, have brought two backs back into fashion because, you know, for, for the longest time, it, it, one back offenses were, were the, the rage in, in college football. And uh, you guys used to, I would imagine that gives you a lot more versatility. One thing I, I, I learned reading that story that, that we had on the, on the offense is, you know, it, defenses can't set based on where your backs lined up because you could be running in either direction and you don't have to do a lot of motion to get into that. That is correct. We do we do use typically more two back than most. You know, most people. I, I don't know if anybody. Maybe Wisconsin. You know, running their power yeah. those things. You know, some of the, yeah. some of the people that still do that. Your two backs but are a little bit different. <laughs> ours is a little bit different. Yeah, we're yeah. not downhill. But uh, and the, and the thing about that is too, and and that's sometimes what started out with this necessity as well because. When you when you as a recruit when you first hear well their option well receivers like oh, I ain't going there right yeah. the backs are saying let's go let's go and so you, you what you could do is you try to create it based off of that hey we can get some really good running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield etc like our our running back that just left you know the last two years he's had over sixty plus catches uh, and almost seven hundred yards just out of the backfield with his rush so we try to be you creative with those guys and get them in space but uh, but if we can base out of that that defense as you mentioned. You know, which way they run on the one. Well, we can't set our blitzes based off of which side the back, et cetera. And that's what a lot of people do, where your back is. And mm-hmm. again, that we feel like does that slow the defense down? Does it make them think a little bit? If it does, then that gives us an opportunity to, you know, hopefully have an advantage in, in certain situations um, because of the scheme that we do and what they have to try to defend out of it instead of, hey, we're in one back zone this way or it's, you know, power or counter the other way. Um, that's how we try to do it to give ourselves a chance each week. Well, and and you can use different quarterbacks in this system. It's not it's not like a pure triple option system where your quarterback really is also a running back. Yeah. Uh, you know, Grayson McCall is one who uh, you didn't initially. 
I don't. It didn't sound like you planned to start him going to spring last year. You had some some older guys too, but he sort of rose to the top. And just how much did he allow you guys to to open things up and, and do different things? Well, he he allowed us to open up tremendously because you're you know as a as a call, play caller coordinator wise, you know you're only calling plays you're comfortable that guy's going to execute. And you know if you feel like man he can't do certain things, then it limits you. Maybe you don't try the big plays because hey he's not going to make the right decision, etc. And Having spring last year allowed Grayson to get some, you know, get some good reps and let us see, hey, he's got a, he's got a chance. And then as we, but it wasn't anything where he just he was unbelievable that spring. And then, um, you know, he missed a lot of the summer because of being in quarantine. And then once we got into fall camp, uh, he got an extra opportunity because one of our players uh, got hurt a little bit. One of our quarterbacks got hurt, and he just he took off. I mean, his his. Um, his preparation, his his desire to be the starter and be dedicated to it, doing those little things. He studied more during the summer, during the pandemic, during from March when we left to when we got back here in July. He studied more than all the other quarterbacks combined, based off of you know how you can you know you can monitor all that. And he was he was uh, just detailed about what he wanted to become. And then once once he got there, you're like, all right, we're going to have to you know, not let the range slowly, slowly that drains off of him. But after about week two or three, I was like, holy cow. I mean, it's, he can do some yeah. things. And so let's go see what he can do. And because one, you know, maybe he is going to make some mistakes. Um, and he made, he didn't make many truthfully, but even if he did, you felt like he's the type, like if he did something wrong, very next play, you don't even know it. Like he's just, just out there, you know, it, it never bothered him. And I think that's an unbelievable quality of a quarterback is he had such a short, memory if he made a bad mistake it didn't it didn't upset him he didn't this or that he just went out and did the next one and there's if you go back and look we did this any turnover he had the very next series we went and either scored uh scored wow. now we only had six turnovers uh but he always we went and scored or did something every time we had that which was which was ultimately impressive how does he? How did he handle the situation like the BYU game where I mean you you're telling him early in the week, hey, we're probably not throwing a whole bunch, and and we need to hold the ball. How, how does he handle that? As a because quarterbacks want to throw, they do, you know. And but he he's great on that. No matter no matter what the situation, because he knows you know the thing that he he knew we trust him. Hey, and the thing he wants to do, he wants to win. And uh, I think that's what. The, the quality that he has there is that hey he's going to do whatever if he has to run if he has to run the ball we're not trying to run him much but if he has to go try to do it he'll do it he wants the ball in his hands and but he he trusts his team and trusts the people around this is what we're going to have to do to try to make it play to try to win the game you know and um, but also then it helped you know then as I said the next week we had to put it in his hands because we didn't we needed to score some more points and he's out there and we have to throw for a lot but he is uh, he's selfless from that standpoint he wants to win he'll do whatever he can to win and I think our team. Uh, that's the personality they have as well. They know, hey, what we got to do to win the game, and uh, and you can see in different games. We like one game. I think we rushed for four hundred yards versus one hundred, so maybe we threw for two hundred. You know, but they know we're trying to do what gives us the chance to go win and, and execute. Let's go back to that Troy game because that that was one where they score with about a minute, to, or maybe it was less than a minute to go when they scored. It, it was, uh, yeah, it was a minute, and I think it was a minute and uh, ten seconds or something. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're putting your offense back on the field. How confident are you in that group in that moment? Uh, to be honest with you, 100% confident we were going to have a chance to go down and score. And, and the reason why, and I mentioned, you know, he had a turnover. He had a turnover the, the series before. and they, they Oh, well, there you go. 
That's made right. a bad de- made a bad decision, terrible decision, uh, and tried to force something, and they got it, and they score. And so, one, I knew he'd go out and be locked in to you know make a play and do it. Now, did I think we might score a touchdown? No, I was like, hey, we're down three. We got a minute and something left. I think we had one timeout maybe. And so you almost scored too fast. Yeah, almost, Uh, you know, and so I I was like, we're going to have time to at least get down there and hopefully tie it to try to get to overtime. We literally, we scored in four plays. We had the ball in 25 yard line because they kicked it off. We fair catched it or whatever it was slant for like 20. Um, Another pass, get the ball out of bounds for like seven. He he, uh, rushes one for five. Those are those something else, and then it's it's touchdown. This like quick, and you're just sitting there. I mean, I was like, holy crap! I mean, <laughs> yeah, simple. But he just, I mean, it, like he was four for four on the drive with one rush. It was it was unbelievable, and just precision, and, and he didn't get touched. And it it looked like like it looked like we were one of these spread teams that threw it sixty times a game, right? And I, yep. We actually hired one of the analysts from from uh, Troy, uh, two and uh, uh, obviously actually two of them, and they both are like. Like when we scored there with you know a minute something to go, we're like, this is over. Y'all are y'all are an option team. Y'all aren't gonna go down the field. And, and he said we were all our mouths were just like, what in the world's going on? You know, and so but that's the beauty of having somebody that that's not a runner, that's actually a athletic nip to do some of the run, because you feel like you can do what you need to do to win the game. And and that game we had to throw it quite a bit. And I think, you know, he showed up and, and played well. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. So let's, let's talk about the game where you did run it and not necessarily the BYU game itself, which was fantastic and, and ended on a play that, that reminded me of the, the Super Bowl where uh, the, the Rams tackled Kevin Dyson. Yeah. Right at the goal line, too. Uh, but that week, when that gets put, like, when do you first find out, hey, this might, because you were supposed to play Liberty that week, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you find, sure. so you find out you, you've lost that game. When does, when does the possibility of a BYU game come into play? Well, we're, we're practicing Wednesday, and I get off the uh, for Liberty, and we get off the practice of Wednesday. said, hey, are we playing BYU? And I'm like, Oh, not that I know of. I said, you know, Liberty's supposed to be coming down here. Now we'd heard rumors that they might have had, you know, COVID and all that, but nothing. Because I, I kept asking our ADs, like, no, we're playing. And so I call him, and he said, well, there might be a shot. We're going to see what happens. You know, I was like, oh. and so he said they're supposed to let us know something tomorrow. So we told our, you know, our GAs and stuff, just hey, start getting some video just in case. 
and start at least breaking some of it down. Well, Thursday morning we come in and, you know, you're, you're trying to plan for your Thursday. And then he calls me and says, Hey, they're making an announcement at nine 30 that Liberty's out and BYU's in. And so we found out basically about eight thirty nine o'clock that morning. And then it was in, and so what we did, you're, you know, you're full board trying to just get a base game plan together for them. And we still had to practice. It's not like we had to, we could push practice back too late, you know? And so, and we'd already practiced three days in your right and all that stuff. Your so game plan's in. Your, yeah. You already done your physical work. And so what we did is we basically figured, you know, all right, this is who they are defensively. And we basically tried to uh, take other game plans that they were similar to, you know, Hey, they played a certain look. And hey, this team did that to us, and we just tried to cut and paste those plays that we'd done before. And Thursday was basically a walkthrough and introduction. Friday, uh, Friday, we you know we practiced. It wasn't in pads or anything, but we actually all right. Here's what we're trying to do. Here's how we're going to attack third down, or maybe what it is because that was that's really what what you were trying to figure out is what are they going to do to you on third down and certain things from that standpoint. And and then Saturday uh, we had another walkthrough in the morning, just trying to. Here's what, you know, again, game day's going on and we're out, you know, trying to figure all that stuff out. And um, and we've still finalizing game plan, truthfully, Saturday. And that was what was crazy about it is we're watching game day like you typically do and we're finalizing the game plan. We all caught ourselves saying, hey, game day's right outside, you know. We they're were, right here. Yeah. Yeah, they're out here. We just all went out and looked just like, hey, how cool is this? Uh, and so we, we had, you know, you had you had basically 48, you know, plus hours uh, and, and the thing is, you didn't want to burn the midnight oil on Thursday or Friday. Then you're dead Saturday. Your coaches are just, you know, dead. And so we, that's why we, hey, what, who are they similar to that we played in certain ways? Let's take those plays. We've repped them and just, all right, this is what we're going to try to do and, and hope what we do gives us a chance to, you know, win the game. And, and but I, we knew like there's only shot we're going to beat them from an offensive standpoint is we have to limit their opportunities, you know, defensively, that their quarterback. We have to try to limit that. And so that was part of the game plan going in from, hey, how can we control the football? And lo and behold, you you already have this very basic tenet of your offense where if you want to, you can milk the play clock and 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 do it. You know, you you, yeah. it, it, that's the thing I like about, about your offense is it can be what it needs to be given – the situation that the, the folks who can only go fast or can only go slow, they, it feels like they're cheating themselves. I, I would agree. We try now. We're not, are we the fastest team in the No, you know, we, when we go fast, we're not as fast as some of these teams that you've seen, but I do think we can work operating in a, in a fashion that's similar to what other people do. But I, I do think the beauty of what we do because we can keep it. You know, if you look the last, I think last year we in the top five, maybe top 10, I can't in, in time of possession. This, the year before, uh, we were very similar. And then you look at that going, well, what does that mean? Well, the way I look at that is, one, you control the ball. But, two, that allows our defense to – we can play mm-hmm. football. When you go fast all the time, right, and you're scoring 40, 50 points, that's awesome. But your defense is probably giving up, you know, 30, 40 points as well, and you're winning those games or you're losing those. And so those are demoralizing. And so when you can play complimentary football and you have – a great team on the opposing team, the great players here there. If you can limit their touches, that helps you win games. And and that's the statistic, you know, Andy, we really focus on is what gives us the best chance to win the game. You know, this game we're going to have to throw for 85 yards to do it, but we're going to win. And then when vice versa, and that's how we try to explain to our players is we're going to do what it takes to win. And being able to go slower and milk the clock and do some of those things, it makes those other coaches antsy, especially those ones that like to get all those plays in because they're you're getting limited touches and they get over there and they're, they're telling their defense to do this, do that. And 
you know, and we're, we're trying to milk it as much as we can. I think we, I think we had, I think we led the country in drives of over three minutes or more last year. I, 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 yeah. I might be wrong on that, but we were very high in three minutes or more drives. Uh, but, but when you needed to, to score in, in 70 seconds, you did. Exactly. So. You know, and I, I feel like we have the, the capability uh, to, to have bo- both because of, you know, because of the flexibility of the offense. So I, I, I got to ask you this because you've told me this story before and, and I know our listeners will appreciate this and, and identify. So you grew up in, in Caraville, Tennessee, East Tennessee, in, in the mountain, kind of base of Jellicoe Mountain for, for those mm-hmm. who know the geography. Tell me about going across state lines for barbecue. <laughs> well, it was barbecue and lottery tickets at that time frame. That, well, exactly. That's so, right. So, so you have to know why we went ultimately. <laughs> And so, because uh, t- Tennessee didn't have a you know state lottery at that time frame, and I'm I'm talking you know early nineties and and yep, uh, and and so, but uh, when when the when the when the lottery got pretty good size, you know, then you started thinking, hey, we're going to win, you know, you start dreaming, and you oh yeah, absolutely. So we were going to make the trip, but then and then in Corbin, Kentucky, there was a Sunny's barbecue, and uh, and uh, that that sweet sauce. That sunny sweet sauce calls your name, you know, and then it was all you can eat, right? You all you can eat yep. it. Wanted. Uh, it was the pork at that time frame, and uh, and so our family trips, uh, you know, during the nineties there, especially after I went to college. When I went to college, one of my one of my teammates was from Santa Fe, Alachua County, down there, and he knew Sonny personally. You know, he'd bring all this Sonny. This is Sonny Tillman, the founder of Sonny's Barbecue, and, and Sonny's gets a bad name, gets a bad rap because Chain Barbecue has a bad rap. But but Sonny's is, is from Gainesville, Florida, and uh, yes, this is this is one of those where the all you can eat pork. When I was in college, that's where we would hit there every Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, Sunday was chicken. Sorry, chicken, Sunday yeah. was chicken. So we we got the chicken on Sunday nights. Uh, pork was either Monday or Tuesday, and we well, do that. And it was on Saturday in Corbin. It was on Saturdays because okay. What- yeah. Well, we we had to we had a contest when I was in college. I was I was the dining critic at the student newspaper. Now I didn't really do a lot of fine dining because I was broke. So I, I challenged the readers. I said, "Does anybody want to see if they can eat more sunnies than me?" And so this guy named Morgan, who had just finished a two year hitch in the army, goes, "I can." And I was like, "Yeah, right. Whatever. You 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 kind of you about my size. I don't I don't I don't I'm not intimidated." And so we go, we meet up, and we got like, you know, eight other people with us, and they, they all order all you can eat, but they're done after like two or three plates. Me and Morgan are just going, going, going. And, and the, poor, the poor server, she's just going back and forth. She's like, now, do, do y'all just want me to bring like four or five at a time? Like, only if you tell us what the portions, if you're bringing me four or five, we're, we're trying to count here. So... I, I finally get to plate number 13. I take my last bite of plate number 13. I put my fork down. I'm like, oh, I didn't. It, my body was making some noises. And this guy, Morgan, has just finished his 15th plate. And he eats his last bite. He slams down his fork and he goes, I'm still hungry. <laughs> and that's when I realized. I may not be the hungriest person in the world. Yeah. I might not be the world's biggest bar. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is too much for me. But yeah, the, the sweet sauce with the yellow cap was always the one it, we went one. for. 
and it, uh, you know, it, uh, then they, they moved one into Tennessee and it, it, it didn't uh, make it. I, I guess people in Tennessee to have too much of a fine, fine dining. They want their own, they want their own barbecue. That's yeah, what they, they, they do. But it was, it was, that was some of our, some of my greatest memories from, from college teammates and, and everybody coming to my house and we'd go there. Uh, it was, uh, some of the best memories we've had of having sunny trips to Corbin, Kentucky. And, uh, I hadn't eaten, eaten one in a long, long time, but, uh, Every time I see a sign for one, especially down in Florida, you see one, I, I, it brings a smile to my face. In fact, I might need to go uh, go get me some sweet sauce. There you go. Well, and and we'll, we'll put some scratchers on it too. That's the thing. You, you know, you get 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 some lotto tickets and sweet sauce, and and it's a great day. Take you right back. That's that's, <laughs> that's a date. Right. That's a date nut. So <laughs> that's exactly right. Well, coach, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much, and uh, enjoy the. Uh, being done with spring practice and, and getting ready for 2021 while everybody else is still still catching up. Yeah, I, I appreciate the opportunity today. Thank you. All right, thanks, Coach. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.